Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here on the third day of Kartik. We hope that you're all having an ecstatic Kartik and your vrats are being maintained nicely. Um, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam, the summum bonum of all Vedic literatures. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvandodita Aditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Mannestadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostume Namostuste. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochatakara hanamun chagadachin mam premna rit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we've reached the 18th chapter of the 4th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Maharaj Prithu has forced the earth to surrender and now she is being milked in the form of a cow by all kinds of different uh, auspicious personalities and some inauspicious personalities uh, so that the living beings can get their nourishment. We're starting with text 23 and 24. 
the four-legged animals, like, like the cows, made a calf out of the bull who carries Lord Shiva and made a milking pot out of the forest. <clears throat> Thus they got fresh green grasses to eat. Ferocious animals like tigers transformed a lion into a calf and thus were able to get flesh for milk. The birds made a calf out of Garuda and took milk from the planet Earth in the form of moving insects and non-moving plants and grasses. Purport There are many carnivorous birds descended from Garuda, the winged carrier of Lord Vishnu. Indeed, there is a particular type of bird that is very fond of eating monkeys. Eagles are fond of eating goats, and not of course and of course many birds eat only fruits and berries. Therefore the words charam referring to moving animals and achanam referring referring to grasses, fruits and vegetables are mentioned in this verse. Text twenty five. The trees made a calf out of the banyan tree, and thus they derived milk in the form of many delicious juices. The mountains transformed the Himalayas into a calf, and they milked a variety of minerals into a pot made of the peaks of hills. Text 26 The planet Earth supplied everyone his respective food. During the time of King Prithu, the earth was fully under the control of the king. Thus, all the inhabitants of the earth could get their food supply by creating various types of calves and putting their particular types of milk in various pots. Purport This is evidence that the Lord supplies food to everyone. As confirmed in the Vedas, Eko Bahunam Yo Vididati Kaman. Although the Lord is one, He is supplying all necessities to everyone through the medium of the planet Earth. There are different varieties of living entities on different planets, and they all derive their eatables from their planets in different forms. On the basis of these descriptions, how can one assume that there is no living entity on the moon? Every moon is earthly, being composed of the five elements. Every planet produces different types of food according to the needs of its residents. According to the Vedic Shastras, it is not true that the moon does not produce food or that no living entity is living there. Text 27 My dear Vidura, chief of the Kurus, in this way King Prithu and all the others who subsist on food created different types of calves and milked out their respective eatables. Thus they received their various foodstuffs which were symbolized as milk. Text 28 Thereafter, King Prithu was very satisfied with the planet Earth, for she sufficiently supplied all food 
to various living entities. Thus he developed an affection for the planet Earth, just as if she were her, his own daughter. Text 29 After this, the king of all kings, Maharaj Prithu, leveled all rough places on the earth of the globe by breaking up the hills with the strength of his bow. By his grace, the surface of the globe became, almost became flat. Purport Generally, the mountainous and hilly portions of the earth are made flat by striking of thunderbolts. Generally, this is the business of King Indra of the heavenly planets. But King Prithu, an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, did not wait for King Indra to break up the hills and mountains, but did so himself by using his strong bow. Text 30 To all the citizens of the state, King Prithu was as good as a father. Thus he was visibly engaged in giving them proper subsistence and proper employment for subsistence. After leveling the surface of the globe, he earmarked different places for residential quarters inasmuch as they were desirable. Text 31 In this way the king founded many types of villages, settlements, in towns, and built forts, residences for cowards' men, stables for the animals, and places for the royal camps, mining places, agricultural towns, and mountain villages. Text 32 Before the reign of King Pritu, there was no planned arrangement for different cities, villages, pasturing grounds, and so on. Everything was scattered and everyone constructed his residential quarters according to his own convenience. However, since King Prithu, since King Prithu plans, however, since King Prithu, plans were made for towns and villages. Purport. From this statement, it appears that town and city planning is not new, but has been coming down since the time of King Prithu. In India, we, we can in India we can see regular planning methods evident in very old cities. In Srimad Bhagavatam, there are many descriptions of such ancient cities. Even 5,000 years ago, Lord Krishna's capital, Dwaraka, was well planned. And similar other cities, Mathura and Hastinapur, now New Delhi, were all well planned. Thus, the planning of cities and towns is not a modern invention, innovation, but was existing in bygone ages. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fourth canto 18th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Prithu Maharaj Milks the Earth Planet All Glories to Prithu Maharaj Civilized Making the Earth more civilized and all glories to Mother Earth for providing all the eatables 
for all the living entities on the earth. Hare Krishna. All right. Moving on to chapter 19. King Prithu's 100 Horse Sacrifices. Text 1. The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, King Prithu initiated the performance of 100 horse sacrifices at the spot where the river Saraswati flows towards the east. This piece of land is known as Brahmavarta and it was controlled by Swayambhuva Manu. Text 2 When the most powerful Indra, the king of heaven, saw this, he considered the fact that King Prithu was going to exceed him in fruitive activities. Thus, Indra could not tolerate the great sacrificial ceremonies performed by King Prithu. Purport In the material world, Everyone who comes to enjoy himself or lord it over material nature is envious of others. This envy is also found in the personality of the King of Heaven, Indra. As evident from revealed scriptures, Indra was several times envious of many persons. He was especially envious of great fruitive activities and the execution of yoga practices or cities. Indeed, he could not tolerate them and he desired to break them up. He was envious due to fear that those who performed such great sacrifices for the execution of mystic yoga might occupy his seat. Since no one in this material world can tolerate another's advancement, everyone in the material world is called Matsara, envious. In the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, it is therefore said that Srimad Bhagavatam is meant for those who are completely near Matsara, non-envious. In other words, one who is not free from the contamination of envy cannot advance in Krishna consciousness. In Krishna consciousness, however, if someone excels another person, the devotee who, excel, who is excelled thinks how fortunate the other person is to be advancing in devotional service. S such non-envy is typical of Vaikuntha. However, when one is envious of his competitor, that is material. The demigods posted in the material world are not exempt from envy. Text 3 The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, is present in everyone's heart as the Supersoul. And He is the proprietor of all planets and the enjoyer of the results of all planets. Of all, I'm sorry, read that again. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Vishnu, is present in everyone's heart as the Super-Soul, and He is the proprietor of all planets and the enjoyer of the results 
of all sacrifices. He was personally present at the sacrifices made by King Prithu. Purport. In this verse, the word Sakshat is significant. Prithu Maharaj was a Shakshavesh, Shaktyavesh avatar, incarnation of Lord Vishnu. Actually, Prithu Maharaj was a living entity, but he acquired specific powers from Lord Vishnu. Lord Vishnu, however, is directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus belongs to the category of Vishnu Tattva. Maharaj Prithu belonged to the Jiva Tattva. The Vishnu Tattva indicates God, whereas the Jiva Tattva indicates the part and parcel of God. When God's part and parcel is especially empowered, he is called Shaktyavesh Avatar. Lord Vishnu is herein described as Harir Ishwara. The Lord is so kind that he takes all miserable conditions away from his devotees. Consequently, he is called Hari. He is described as Ishwara because he can do <clears throat> whatever he likes. He is the Supreme Controller. The Supreme Ishwara Purushottama is Lord Krishna. He exhibits his powers as Ishwara or the Supreme Controller when he assures his devotees in, the, in Bhagavad Gita, 1866. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. He can immediately make his devotee immune from all the reactions caused by sinful life if the devotee simply surrenders unto him. He is described herein as Sarvatma, meaning that he is present in everyone's heart as the Supersoul. And as such, he is the supreme teacher of everyone. If we are fortunate enough to take the lessons given by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, our lives immediately become successful. No one can give better instructions to human society than Lord Krishna. Shri Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 4. When Lord Vishnu appeared in the sacrificial arena, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and all the chief predominating personalities of every planet, as well as their followers, came with him. When he appeared on the scene, the residents of Gandharvaloka, the great sages, and the residents of Apsaraloka all praised him. Text 5. The Lord was accompanied by the residents of Siddhaloka. 
in Vidyadara Loka. Vidyadara Loka. All the descendants of Ditti and the demons and the Yakshas. He was accompanied by his chief associates, headed by Nanda and Sunanda and Nanda. Text 6 Great devotees who were always engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as well as the great sages named Kapila, Narada and Dattatreya and the masters of mystic powers headed by Sanaka Kumara all attended the great sacrifice with Lord Vishnu. Text 7 My dear Vidura, in that great sacrifice the entire land came to be like the milk-producing Kamadenu, and thus, by the performance of yajna, all daily necessities of for life were supplied. Purport In this verse, the word Dharma Duga is significant, for it indicates Kamadenu. Kamadenu is also known as Surabi. Surabi cows inhabit the spiritual world and as stated in Brahma Sangita, Lord Krishna is engaged in tending these cows. Surabir abhipalayantam One can milk a Surabi cow as often as one likes and the cow will deliver as much milk as one requires. Milk, of course, is necessary for the production of so many milk products, especially clarified butter which is required for the performance of great sacrifices. Unless we are prepared to perform the prescribed sacrifices, our supply of the necessities of life will be checked. Bhagavad Gita confirms that Lord Brahma created human society along with yajna, the performance of sacrifice. Yajna means Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And sacrifice means working for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this age, however, it is very difficult to find qualified brahmanas who can perform sacrifices as prescribed in the Vedas. Therefore, it is recommended in Srimad Bhagavatam, Jagyai Sankirtana Prayai, that by performing Sankirtan Yajna and by satisfying the Yajna Purusha Lord Chaitanya one can derive all the results one can derive all the results derived by great sacrifices in the past King Prithu and others derived all the necessities of life from the earthly planet by performing great sacrifices now this Sankirtan movement has already been started by the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. People should take advantage of this great sacrifice and join in the society's activities. Then there will be no scarcity. If Sankirtan Yajna is performed, <clears throat> there will be no difficulty, not even in industrial enterprises. Therefore, this system should be introduced in all spheres of life, social, political, industrial, commercial, and so on. 
then everything will run very peacefully and smoothly. Text 8. The flowing rivers supplied all kinds of tastes, sweet, pungent, sour, and so on. And very big trees supplied fruit and honey in abundance. The cows, having eaten sufficient green grass, supplied profuse quantities of milk, yogurt, clarified butter, and similar other necessities. Purport. If rivers are not polluted, and are allowed to flow in their own way, or, or sometimes allowed to flood the land, the land will become very fertile and able to produce all kinds of vegetables, trees, and plants. The word rasa means taste. Actually, all rasas are tastes within the earth, and as soon as seeds are sown in the ground, various trees sprout up to satisfy our different tastes. For instance, sugar cane provides its juices to satisfy our taste for sweetness, and oranges provide their juices to satisfy our taste for a mixture of the sour and the sweet. Similarly, there are pineapples and other fruits. At the same time, there are chilies to satisfy our taste for pungency. Although the earth's ground is the same, Different tastes arise diff, do diff, different tastes arise due to different kinds of seeds. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita seven ten, Bijam Mam Sarvabhutanam, I am the original seed of all existences. Therefore all arrangements are there. And as stated in Ishupanishad, Purnam Idam. Ishupanishad invocation. Complete arrangements for the production of all the necessities of life are made by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. People should therefore learn how to satisfy the Yajna Purusha, Lord Vishnu. Indeed, the living entity's prime business is to satisfy the Lord because the living entity is part and parcel of the Lord. Thus the whole system is so arranged that the living entity must do his duty as he is constitutionally made. Without doing so, all the living entities, all living entities must suffer. That is the law of nature. The words Taravo Buri Varshmanaha indicate very luxuriantly grown big-bodied trees. The purpose of these trees was to produce honey and varieties of fruit. In other words, the, the forest also has its purpose in supplying honey, fruits, and flowers. Unfortunately, in Kali Yuga, due to an absence of yajna, there are many big trees in the forests, but they do not supply sufficient fruits and honey. Thus, everything is dependent on the performance of yajna. The best way to perform yajna in this age is to spread the Sankirtan movement 
all over the world. Text 9. <laughs> King, Pritu was, King Pritu was presented with various gifts from the general populace and predominating deities of all planets. The oceans and seas were full of valuable jewels and pearls, and the hills were full of chemicals and fertilizers. Four kinds of edibles were produced profusely. Purport. As stated in Ishopanishad, this material creation is supplied with all the potencies for the production of all necessities required by the living entities, not only human beings, but animals, reptiles, aquatics, and trees. The oceans and seas produce pearls, coral, and valuable jewels, so that fortunate, law-abiding people can utilize them. Similarly, the hills are full of chemicals, so that when rivers flow down from them, the chemicals spread over the fields to fertilize the four kinds of foodstuffs. These are technically known as charvya, those edibles which are chewed, leya, those which are licked up, chusha, those which are sucked, and peya, those which are drunk. Prithu Maharaj was greeted by the residents of other planets and their presiding deities. They presented various gifts to the king and acknowledged him as the proper type of king by whose planning and activities everyone throughout the universe could be happy and prosperous. It is clearly indicated in this verse that the oceans and seas are meant for producing jewels. But in Kali Yuga, the oceans are mainly being utilized for fishing. Shudras and poor men were allowed to fish, but the higher classes, like the Chatriyas and Vaishyas, would gather pearls, jewels and coral. Although poor men would catch tons of fish, they would not be equal to in value to one piece of coral or pearl. In this age, so many factories for the manufacture of fertilizers have been opened. But when the personality of God is pleased by the performance of yagyas, the hills automatically produce fertilizing chemicals which help produce edibles in the fields. Everything is dependent on the people's acceptance of the Vedic principles of sacrifice. Text 10 King Pritu was dependent on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was known as Adhokshaja. Because King Pritu performed so many sacrifices, he was superhumanly enhanced by the mercy of the Supreme Lord. King Pritu's opulence, however, King Pritu's opulence, however, could not be tolerated by the King of Heaven, Indra, who tried to impede the progress of his opulence. Purport. In this verse, there are three significant purposes expressed in the words Adhokshaja, Bhagavan Indra, and Prito. Maharaj Prito is an incarnation of Vishnu, yet he is a great devotee of Lord Vishnu. 
Although an empowered incarnation of Lord Vishnu, he is nonetheless a living entity. As such, he must be a devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although one is empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is an incarnation, he should not forget his eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Kali Yuga, there are many self-made incarnations, rascals, who declare themselves to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The words Bhagavan Indraha indicate that a living entity can even be as exalted and powerful as King Indra, for even King Indra is an ordinary living entity in the material world and possesses the four defects <coughs> excuse me, of the conditioned soul. King Indra is described herein as Bhagavan, which is generally used in reference to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this case, however, King Indra is addressed as Bhagavan because he has as much power in his hands. Despite his becoming Bhagavan, he is envious of the incarnation of God, Prithu Maharaj. The defects of material life are so strong that due to contamination, King Indra becomes envious of an incarnation of God. We should try to understand, therefore, how a conditioned soul becomes fallen. The, the opulence of King Prithu was not dependent on material conditions. As described in this verse, he was a great devotee of Adhoksaja. The word Adhoksaja indicates the personality of Godhead who is beyond the expression of mind and words. However, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears before the devotee is in his original form of eternal bliss and knowledge. The devotee is allowed to see the Supreme Lord face to face, although the Lord is beyond the expression of our senses and beyond our direct perception. Text 11. When Prithu Maharaj was performing the last horse sacrifice, Ashramedha Jagya, King Indra, invisible to everyone, stole the horse intended for sacrifice. He did this because of his great envy of King Prithu. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Purport. King Indra is known as Shatakratu which indicates that he has performed 100 horse sacrifices, ashramedha yagya. We should know, however, that the animals sacrificed in the yagya were not killed. If the Vedic mantras were properly pronounced during the sacrifice, the animal sacrifice would come out again with a new life. That is the test for a successful yagya. When King Prita was performing 100 yagyas, Indra became very envious because he did not want anyone to excel him. Being an ordinary living entity, he became envious of King Prithu and making himself invisible, he stole the horse and thus impeded the, the yagya, impeded the yagya performance. 
text 12. When King Inder was taking away the horse, he dressed himself to appear as a liberated person. Actually, this dress was a form of cheating, for it falsely created an impression of religion. When Indra went into outer space in this way, the great sage Atri saw him and understood the whole situation. Purport The word Pakanda used in this verse is sometimes pronounced Pashanda. Both of these words indicate an imposter who presents himself as a very religious person but in actuality is sinful. Indra took up the saffron-colored dress as a way of cheating others. This saffron dress has been misused by many impostors who present themselves as liberated persons or incarnations of God. In this way people are cheated. As we have mentioned many times, the conditioned soul has a tendency to cheat. Therefore, this quality is also visible in a person like King Indra. It is understood that even King Indra is not liberated from the clutches of material contamination. Thus the words amuktam eva, meaning as if he were liberated, are used. The saffron dress worn by a sannyasi announces to the world that he has renounced all worldly affairs and is simply engaged in the service of the Lord. Such a devotee is actually a sannyasi or liberated person. In Bhagavad Gita 6.1 it is said, Anashritak karma palang karyam karma karotiyaha sasanyasi cha yogi cha naniragnir nachakriyaha One who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life. And he is the true mystic, not he who lights no fire and performs no work. In other words, one who offers the results of his activities to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is actually a sannyasi and yogi. Cheating sannyasis and yogis have existed since the time of Prithu Maharaja's sacrifice. This cheating was very foolishly introduced by King Indra. In some ages, such cheating is very prominent and in other ages, not so prominent. It is the duty of a sannyasi to be very cautious because, as stated by Lord Chaitanya, sannyasira alpa chidra sarva loka gai, a little spot in a sannyasi's character will be magnified by the public. C.C. Madhya 12, 51 Therefore, unless one is very sincere and serious, he should not take up the order of sannyas. One should not use this order as a means to cheat the public. It is better not to take up sannyas in this age of Kali because provocations are very strong in this age. Only a very exalted person, advanced in spiritual understanding, should attempt to say, take up sannyas. One should not adopt this order as a means of livelihood or 
for some material purpose. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So we'll stop our reading now. That's 742. And we'll start tomorrow night at text 13. In the meantime, we'll wait patiently for the reflections from the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. <clears throat> yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai Ho to all assembled devotees. Jai Ho. Samabeda Bhakta Brindaki Jai. Huh? From Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. And to you, Hare Krishna. Back to you, Hare Krishna. From Bhakti Maxim. Yes, Bhakti Maxim. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada, all glories to Sri the Srimad Bhagavatam daily readings. Please accept my humble obeisances. Please could you explain the meaning of submission in Krishna consciousness? I have been hearing it a lot recently and need a bit more context. Thank you, Hari Bull. Well, all of us are dependent on the energies of the Supreme Personality of God. As we've been hearing in these verses describing how uh, King Prithu cultivated the earth and, and fed all the living entities and how they're responding to him. So because of that constitutional nature, uh, we, are, we are meant to be uh, subordinate to the energy and to the source of all energy, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So when, when Krishna comes personally and, and preaches the Bhagavad Gita, he gives us so many dharmas, so many ways of approaching spiritual life. But at the end, he says, give up all of these dharmas and just surrender unto me. Uh, and I shall protect you from all dangers, of all sinful reactions. Do not fear. So, in the material world, when we come to the material world, our tendency to submit to Krishna in loving service, and everyone is performing some kind of service to, to another living entity, everyone. But when we come to the material world, and that tendency to serve Krishna is filtered through the modes of nature, into our various senses and material bodies, then we tend to submit to different 
other persons, you know, our wife, our husband, our family, our country, our business, community. So it is our it is our nature to be submissive. But if we submit to Krishna through the Shastra, through the instructions of his coming through Shastra and the instructions of great pure devotees, uh, then we be a we, we are able to hear the, the instructions, uh, understand what they mean and apply them into our lives. And then what happens? We become completely free from fear. Because we know that we're going back to Godhead. Hare Krishna. Next is from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thanks for your daily readings. How do we, as an aspiring devotee or neophyte, understand or approach the differences or enviousness among senior devotees, which are very obvious? There are groups, even among devotees, who are under a same Maharaj or under different Maharajas. Hopefully I am not committing offense by bringing up this topic. I want to get your insight in navigating through these challenges. Daily readings, Kidra. Well, there is such a thing as compatibility. Uh, everybody in this material world, as described in the Gita, uh, acts according to the combinations of modes of nature that has created their bodies and their forms. So different uh, classifications or different categories of persons are especially attracted to other personalities by compatibility of nature. This is natural. Prabhupada set up ISKCON as an international society meant to be guided by the, the governing body, but he didn't expect everyone to agree with everyone else. So each one of us will see a little differently how to spread Krishna consciousness. But under the auspices of the, of the movement, it creates a force, just, just like when we put on a Rathyatra in one of the major cities. It's a tremendous force. And there's no other groups of, of sannyasis and disciples can put on such a powerful display of devotional energy and, and preaching. No other uh, movement uh, has the capacity to print the quality and quantity of books that we do and distribute them to as many people as we do. So therefore, if all of those diverse natures, even if they're cooperating with their own swamis or sannyasis, if they all cooperate with Srila Prabhupada and his plan for distributing Krishna consciousness in a, in a big way, uh, then those differences become uh, reconcilable. 
everything is reconcilable in Krishna. There's no two living entities who can agree on everything. Not one, not two living entities can agree on everything. Therefore, Krishna said, the Prabhupada said, that your test of your love for me will be how well you cooperate together to keep this movement together. So it's those devotees who get, engage in different conspiracy theories and differences of opinion that cause uh, strong strife and a tendency to fractionalize the movement. They're not acting out of love for Prabhupada. They're not acting out of his desire to spread the world, the, the, the word of Krishna consciousness to everyone in every town and village to make everyone happy. But here we see Indra is envious of Prita Maharaj because he's afraid that Prita Maharaj may come and take away his position. This is a top to the bottom. Everyone's in competition with one another. But Srila Prabhupada is our founder Acharya. And if we all work cooperatively to please him by keeping the standards in the temples, the standards of the book publication and, 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 and distribution and the following and, and discussing of these books in our ashrams and temples, then the movement will keep on spreading. Hare Krishna. Despite our differences of opinion. This is from Bhaktin Maxine. Yes, Bhaktin Maxine. She says, Thank you for your clarity. I can easily submit to Krishna and to you, dearest Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Goranga. Goranga. All right, we thank you all very much for your lovely reflections and especially the question that was asked by us. Subarao, it was a very nice question how we can cooperate together to please Srila Prabhupada and please our previous Acharyas and Lord Chaitanya and spread Krishna consciousness uh, in a wonderful way. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as the glories of the activities of Maharaj Prithu, the King of Kings, uh, goes on. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.